This is the day which the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hello once again, Metro FM family. This is your brother Jonathan with DHL Ministries Decisions, Habits, and Lifestyle. And I pray that every time we're together and as you read the Word of God, you are challenged with new questions, new statements, new positions. I pray that as you read the Word, you're beliefs are challenged. I pray that your perspective is challenged and I pray that you trust God to shape those through the power of the Holy Spirit. We're here to help you develop in discipleship and we are also here to help others who want to come into conversion to Christianity, but primarily we are supporting the development of fellow Christians. As you see the positions in the Bible, as you're confronted about your perspective, you'll see there's a decision you have to make. The Word of God will teach you that. The Spirit of God will encourage you. And we want to encourage you to continue to make that decision until it becomes a habit and then part of the lifestyle God has for you. Now we finished 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and we're in the book of Jude now. Now this beginning of Jude is going to be two parts. So remember to join us on Wednesday night for the second part. Right now on Sunday morning, we're going to be sharing with you part one of this first section of Jude. I know it sounds so complicated, but there's something in here that not only continues with the message that John was talking to us about, but it's something that confronts every Christian. It's something that shakes up every church. It's something that should be bringing us closer together. You know, without proper individual discipleship, without knowing how to study the Word of God for yourself, you won't know why you believe what you believe. And you tend to defend your church as if it were a football team or a sports group. Even within your own denomination, you can have prejudices against other denominations. And so there needs to be a personal understanding of the Word of God, a responsible way of studying the Word of God, and this way of reading and sharing it is not monopolized by preachers and teachers. All of us as disciples need to read our Bible, hear the Word, challenge what we read by studying the Word. And then once you have revealed through responsible study what the Word of God says, now you can own it. You can share it as an ambassador of the kingdom of God. You can say the Bible says this, not pastor so-and-so, brother, deacon, elder, so-and-so. And so that is crucial. If we are all developing in discipleship, we will find unity amongst each other regardless of our peripheral emphasis or our particular denominational belief, we will all be united in the core doctrine of Christianity. I hope that makes sense to you. I know I see in the WhatsApp group, there's people joining, people leaving, people joining, people leaving. It's not to any dismay for me because I know it's a struggle when we're challenged with the Word of God. It's a struggle. When we're challenged to study the Word for ourselves, there's going to be a resistance from the enemy. He's going to try to sow seed where good seed was sown. He's going to try to steal the good seed. And of course, he's the author 
of confusion. So it's going to bring about confusion. So when I see this, it's a healthy sign of growth and development that people are being challenged and they're either receiving that challenge and being excited about that challenge or they're running from that challenge and there's more division. So I want to encourage those of you who joined the WhatsApp group or are hanging in there, those of you who are reading the notes and studying for yourself and see if it's so what the scripture is saying, and then you can own that. You can be secure in knowing what the Bible says about what you believe. And in the book of Jude, the brother of Jesus Christ, or you could say the half-brother of Jesus Christ, this is really important because Jude and James are actual siblings of Jesus Christ. Now, they didn't believe until after he is gone their faith increased after he had risen from the dead and of course ascended to heaven but this is a testimony of where we should be in our walk with the Lord and how sometimes our family members who have known us so deeply can take the longest to come around and see the real change that's in our life you can go down that route and, and receive that lesson but the more prominent lesson that's here in Jude is one of exhorting us to be constant in the profession of faith. It also talks about false teachers um, and the warning against false teachers. Let me explain to you a little bit why that was so prominent back in the day. It wasn't that they were um, childish or that they were so naive. You see, most people couldn't read back in the biblical days and there weren't enough copies of the letters or the books that everyone could have their own copy. It was very different than today. And so these messages who were delivered, as it says, bless those people who read and share this word in the book of Revelation as we get there, that's a special blessing on the people who could read and who spent the time and took the risks to go and read these things and transfer these this information to people now we would look at pastors and teachers that way but we are in the new time of Christianity the New Testament of Christianity and we are empowered with the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit and he's the ultimate teacher amen so he teaches us we have abundance of resources no matter where you are you have Bibles you're receiving the information through this beautiful venue here um, you're getting it clearly if you're able to tune in on radio box you don't have to worry about a radio signal because you've got it through the internet and of course we have have, uh, you know Metro FM allowing us twice a week to use their station and broadcast that signal we've got anchor TV anchor.tv uh, or Spotify or iTunes or whatever you're doing for the podcast after this and we've got YouTube DHL Ministries is on YouTube and we share with you life lessons on there as well so think about all these resources that are available to us what is our responsibility today? Well, it's the call to discipleship. The Great Commission is mentioned of going and making disciples of all nations, serious students. And we're equipping you through these different broadcasts, through all these resources. So those of you who are here and your ears are peaked now, let's talk a little bit about what Jude says in the first four verses. Amen. The first four verses of Jude say, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them, to them that are sanctified by God in the Father 
by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We're interested in this opening statement and particular expression of encouragement. You see, his letter is focusing on apostasy. And that's when people turn away from God's truth and, and embrace false teachings. Now, Jude reminded his readers that God, hallelujah, Jude reminded his readers that God's judgment on those who had left the faith he reminded them of God's judgment. And this letter warns against false teachers, in this case, probably Gnostic teachers. Now, Gnostics oppose two of the basic tenets of Christianity, the incarnation of Christ and the call of Christian ethics. Now, Jude wrote to combat these false teachings and to encourage true doctrine and right conduct. It was so important, so very important. You see, the ethics that we're taught and trained in and the doctrine of continuing to walk the way that God has called us to walk and live the way that God has called us to live. This is not just religious expression. This is a byproduct of serving and seeking God's face. It's something that would happen um, naturally in a supernatural way. As you seek God's face, as you're encouraged to develop in hearing, reading, studying, memorizing, and meditating on the Word of God, as you're encouraged to pray the Word of God and to worship God, you're in the presence of God. And when you're in the presence of God, you get the fullness of joy. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. So you have protection, you have boldness, you have a surety, and you grow and develop, much like the proper atmosphere for a plant to grow. When you get into the presence of God and discover your gifts and realize the deepness of his personality, his character, and then start to see that character flowing through you, through other people, or have other people say they see that in you, then you start to develop and mature. But when we're not in that developmental cycle, when we're not growing in discipleship, then we're very susceptible. We're very susceptible to being misled. If you look at the phases of, of an adult uh, or of a human being, you will see that in infancy, obviously, we're very dependent upon those who care for us. And as we become toddlers, we're a little more mobile and we can start to communicate, but we still need protection and guidance. And as we grow into preteen and teenagers, of course, our brains are active and our minds are developing and our bodies are developing and we're a little more capable, but the world's still a very big place and we need the boundaries that we start to resist. We start to push against, we start to challenge in a very healthy way. 
And even as we become adults, we still need the counsel and guidance of people who have more experience and who've seen more things and experienced more things. Well, this type of developmental cycle with its normalcy is something that happens as you become a Christian. The dependency is there when you're first converted because obviously you're born again. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. All these things are new. And so you need the proper protection and guidance. And as you develop, you need different types of protection as they encourage you to grow. Now, we don't want the things that can happen with humans. We don't want arrested development where you grow in age in church, but yet you don't have the byproduct or the discipline or the ability to embrace responsibility and other things like that as in the human being. And so we want people to develop but we have a lot of underdeveloped and arrested developed and stillborn Christians who aren't reading their word, who aren't listening to their word but once a week and aren't applying this to their life. And so in the midst of all that, as you would hear in any group of adults with arrested development, you hear an increase in opinion and a decrease in the authenticity of the fact. You know, people listen to the news and develop an opinion and they'll confront each other and become very heated and angry about their position, even cut off friends and family members who would oppose their new view. And yet their view is taken solely by one source. There's no way they can confirm that or have even tried to confirm that source. Now, unlike that, in Christianity, proper ministries will encourage you to dig into the Word of God yourself will help you to develop and graduate from each level of maturity and will give you more and more ability and encouragement as you make decisions based on the Word of God. But if we don't do this, family, we're just entrusting our lives to people who we're not verifying, who we're not confirming. Let me share this with you. It's so that the spirit of suspicion does not take over these broadcasts. I'm not asking you to be suspect of your preacher or your teacher or of your source of spiritual growth and development. What I'm encouraging is that you verify it and you confirm it with the Word of God. Now anyone who's teaching and preaching legitimately will be excited that you are searching the scriptures to see if what they are saying is so. Why would we be excited about that? Well number one, we're not worried about speaking an untruth because you spend so much time studying the word by the time you share it in a 20-minute section you know that the Spirit of God has taken over and shared what he wants to share and has given you much more than you had time to share also we are aware that as you read the Bible and study for yourself and develop in this you'll hear directly from God and anything we might have said by mistake will be filtered out if you do not know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, it's as easy as A, B, C. A, just admit you're a sinner. Just that you're not living the life God has called you to live. B, believe in your heart, not just with your words or your mind, but with your actions. Believe, trust, and rely upon the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And C, confess. Confess this to someone else. Share it with someone else that you've started a new life in Christ. And ask for their help and support and encouragement. If you've done these things, you've entered into conversion, and DHL wants to help you to develop into a disciple. So keep tuning in here as we're here Sunday morning and Wednesday evening, 
And also share this with the people around you that you can use these topics of discussion and these scriptures to talk more about the Word of God. You can join us on WhatsApp. You can search for us on Google, DHL Ministries, and you'll find us there. You'll find us on podcasts. You'll find us everywhere. We want to be your support as much as possible. We thank you so much for tuning in this week, and we look forward to seeing you on Wednesday night for the second part of the beginning of the book of Jude. God bless you all. Amen. This is the day which the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hello, Metro FM family. This is your brother Jonathan with DHL Ministries. Decisions habits and lifestyle ministry remember we just talked a few days ago if you were with us and we were talking about the book of jude and we're going to continue that today but i want to welcome you to this program each and every week we're here twice a week i want to welcome you here so that you can hear the word of god so that you can consider these things well and hopefully you see the principles and how they can apply to your life today. That is the goal, to make disciples of all nations. And we're coming through today and we're jumping right into the Word so that you can see the connectivity. We're in the book of Jude, Jesus' half-brother. We had talked about it last week. You can hear it on the podcast, which I will give at the end of this broadcast. But Jude was talking about false teachers that creep in and seduce believers for their doctrine and their manner is apparent if you know the Word of God. The things they teach and the way they live is evident if you know the Word of God. So now in this age we have the Spirit of God living in us. So we can hear people, we can sense when they are believers, but we still have to know the Word of God to be able to test and try what they're saying. You see, they creep in to those who are not aware of the Word of God, to those who have let their reading go, to those who either let it go or never develop their study patterns, to those who haven't owned the scripture. What do I mean by owned? I mean that they have taken the time to become disciples and they have maintained that lifestyle of discipleship. Then the things they say are able to be seen as false truths right away. Now those that become lazy or who are underdeveloped or immature or have arrested development are going to fall for the things they're teaching, are going to believe that it's real. And thus, they're going to go down the road that starts to separate them from the power and presence of God. If they're actually saved, they go into a neutralized place where they no longer share the gospel message. If they aren't saved, then they come into a place where they believe that they're Christian, where they believe that they are saved. And that's where they end up becoming like goats, where they start to do things and they start to believe things. But the actuality is they don't know Jesus Christ and he doesn't know them intimately. So the warning that's going out here is 
prominent. And let me continue to read from where we left off at. I'll actually start at verse 4 in the book of Jude so that you can see how it overlaps from what we talked about just a few days ago. It says, For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. He goes on to remind them in verse 6, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the day. Verse 7, Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. But these evil, but these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally as, but as brute beasts in those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward and perished in the gainsaying core. These are spots in your feasts of charity. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, Clouds they are without water, carried about of winds. Trees whose fruit withereth, without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, foaming out of their own shame. Wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complainers, walkers, walking after their own lusts and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, verse 17, remember ye the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they hold, how that they told you there would be mockers in the last time who should walk after their ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves sensual, having not the spirit. Well, I know that was a lot, 
It was many verses, and we're not going to cover all of those today, obviously. But you can see the reiteration. You can see the many examples. Again, if they knew the word, if they recalled what they were taught, if they know the things that are being spoken of, they will be able to see the justice of God in dealing with these types of teachers. God may seem like he's tarrying, that's just his grace and mercy, but he is not unaware of what's being done. At the same time as these things are being done, God raises up people, raises up ministries to speak the truth in love, to encourage growth and development as disciples so that we can see through the false teaching so that we can sense the power and presence of God or the lack of the power and presence of God. Without this immunization, if you will, of the Holy Spirit, you can easily fall into the hands of those who want to at least neutralize your Christianity. At the greatest amount, they want to grab new Christians or pre-converts and get them over into a religious atmosphere that does not have a relationship with God or any number of other things besides discovering the truth. Remember though, let's keep this in mind. It's twofold. The same way with sin. When we sin, the enemy tempts us to sin, which means he tries to entice us or draw us into sin. But his attempts and his temptations are not effective if we don't have the desire already in our hearts. You see, sin is conceived, it says in James, when the desire in our hearts meets the temptation. Sin is conceived, and it has to develop. How? By a continual desire for that temptation. It develops, and then it's born, and yet it still has to mature. How? through that ongoing desire for that sin, through that temptation. So we ask the Lord to change our hearts, to change our desires. We press in to develop a relationship with God through Jesus Christ to get to know Him. Let's take a little bit of an explanation here. There's so much in this one book. It was just one chapter, but there's so much here, family, that if you break it down, you can see this, how God is calling us, what he's calling us to, what he's warning us about. And many people would skip over these things or would just add some verses in Jude as a cross-reference. But when we sit and we study these things line upon line, word by word, when we look at the cross-references, when we consider the key words, we start to hear it. It starts to unfold. In fact, even just reading the Amplified version of this, you can hear it. I'm just going to read a few verses from the Amplified. Verse 4 says, For certain men have crept in stealthily, gaining entrance secretly by a side door. Their doom was predicted long ago. Ungodly, impious, profane persons who pervert the grace the spiritual blessing and favor of our God into lawlessness and wantonness and immorality and disown and deny our soul master and Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. That's just verse four. Verse five, now it says, now I want to remind you 
though you were fully informed once for all, that though the Lord at one time delivered a people out of the land of Egypt, he subsequently destroyed those of them who did not believe, mean, meaning they who refused to adhere to, trust in, and rely upon him. An angel who did not keep, and angels who did not keep or care for or guard or hold to their own first place in power, but abandoned their proper dwelling place, those he has reserved in custody in eternal chains or bonds under the thick gloom of utter darkness until the judgment and doom of the great day. Now, the Amplified will talk about this as I just read two verses from the Amplified and help you to understand the context and what's implied and remind you of what is referred to here. It develops into this very real situation. Now, we talked about 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and now we're in Jude. And there are a few people listening right now or even in the WhatsApp group or wherever and they're going to think, well, man, this same thing keeps going on and on and on. Every time I tune in, this is what he's talking about. This is what the message is. You know, I want something different. I want something from another part of the Bible. Well, that could be what you want and you can go find it. But we're teaching this line upon line and we're moving forward. We're progressing, as I said, first, second and third, John. Ask yourself this question. Why were these letters written? Remember, the Bible is written by penmen who were inspired by the Spirit of God. Now, God's not going to use extra words without intention. God's not going to reinforce principles without intention. So when you hear these things, as we're teaching line upon line, and we're not even going very deep in most of this, but we're introducing you to it, we're expressing it, and I can see clearly that it's lining up with today's events and the importance of our position as Christians. When you consider these things well, why the books are placed where they're placed in the Bible, why the message is so clear and consistent and repetitive, then you will start to feel the weight of importance that the Spirit of God placed on this information, brought it to through us through a few different authors, that these deceptive practicers of lawlessness will in fact and are in fact in our churches they will creep into the flock they are wolves in sheep's clothing meaning they look authentic the only way you can tell the only way you can discern is through knowing the truth of the Word of God so if you have not developed in discipleship if you have not had a church structure, meaning deacons and elders and pastors who have guided you into discipleship. If you've only been a place where you've heard fluffy words, then your appetite is, is increased right now. You want more drama. You want more expression and loudness, and you're looking for these entertainment values. But if you read the Word of God, the things we're saying are very clear. First, in this book of Jude, he exhorted them to be constant in professing of the faith. Don't be neutralized. Don't be silent. And now we're talking about false teachers that crept in to seduce them. And their, their evil doctrine and manners, horrible punishment there's prepared, prepared for them. 
But for now, we have to stay on the road called straight. We have to be in the midst, not denying our profession of faith and knowing the difference between the lie and the truth. You'll read on and on. If you join the WhatsApp group, you'll be able to see more clearly the things that I'm talking about. And we're trying now to be more consistent with these messages, maybe even more messages to the group directly to expound upon these things. Um, Praise God, we've been given an environment that allows recording all the time now with very little to no interruption. So we're going to use this time to expound upon this during these uh, after these broadcasts. But if you want to know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, or if you're not sure if that's ever happened, this is how you go about it. It's as simple as the ABCs. A, admit you're a sinner. Just admit you're not living the life God has called you to live. Admit it to God. Just say it out loud. B, believe, as we talked about, trust in, adhere to, and rely upon the truth that Jesus Christ died for your sin. That's the truth that you need to lead your life by, live your life by. Lean not on your own understanding, but lean on this understanding that Jesus died for you as much as you can right now. And see, confess. Of course, confess your sins to God, but confess to one another. Confess to other people that you've accepted Christ in your heart. And that you want to live a life that's pleasing to God and allow the local church body, the called out ones, the the Bible studies that are really studying the Bible to help to raise you up, to protect you from all the things that are going to come your way and to guide you into discipleship. There's several ways you can get more information. Of course, here on Metro FM, we're here twice a week on Sunday morning and Wednesday night. You can join our WhatsApp group at 260-97-583-6324. That's 260-97-583-6324. You can join that WhatsApp group. You can look us up as DHL Ministries Online, and you'll find us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, all of that with these podcasts. After they're broadcast, they're turned into podcasts. You can look us up on YouTube and find daily devotionals and messages, DHL Ministries. And of course, we're thankful to Radio Box that makes that local radio signal go around the world. So you can find us here on Radio Box. We're talking about living a life that's pleasing unto God, growing in discipleship, feeling that There are decisions that have to be made after you hear the truth in the Word of God. Decisions of how you direct your life, of how you direct your thoughts, and how you control your speech. These decisions bring you into a real relationship with Jesus Christ. Studying about His character and allowing His character to flow through your life more and more, now than ever before. We need to be authentic in our Christianity. Those of you who are mature Christians, who have understood these truths, Please pour your life of Christianity into a new believer. Protect them and guide them. I know the churches still remain closed in a large degree, but this has never been about a building. It's always been about a gathering or a calling out those who people who are serving the Lord to gather together in whatever way you can, one-on-one, two-on-two, online, through Zoom, through Meet, whatever your app is. Get together 
embrace the new Christians that have made that statement of confession, who've come into conversion, and guide them into discipleship. It is a responsibility, but it's also a great, great joy, and it's the Great Commission. I want to see you again when we get together on Sunday morning. And I thank you, as always, for tuning in. Pray for the folks at Metro FM. Thank God for them and their decisions and their flexibility. And we'll see you next week.